Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. to the podcast and this week I have an absolute treat for you. I've been fortunate enough to catch up with an idol of mine and I suppose Pichurette has been a person that I've idolized on Twitter for probably about five or six years now and not only for what he's done with education but the amazing resources that he has created and um, it was sort of the same time that I started creating some of my resources and the way he's gone about it has just been amazing and I, and I love the amazing concepts that he comes up with and, and the way that everything he produces is about getting kids moving, students engaged and making it easy for teachers to use these resources. So to have Pete on the podcast today, it was a real pleasure and it was such a nice opportunity for him to share his 30-year journey as a teacher and, and how now retirement life and what he's actually going on with in the future and, and also his amazing brand, Captain Pete, and um, where you can find out more about it. So if you are after an inspirational interview with a fantastic educator, then today's interview with Pete is one that you cannot miss. Pete, thanks for joining me, mate. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine, Dale. It's good to talk to you. Good to finally uh, connect with you uh, by voice. We, we've talked a lot. Um, we typed each other, but never really talked voice to voice. So it's good to finally meet you. It is. Uh, it's, and I talk about this a lot, mate, that uh, the, the Twitter world for teachers is just insane. And then we just had a good chat then for about 15 minutes before the podcast. And I already feel like we know each other because of the last probably five or six years on Twitter. Definitely, definitely. And we share a lot of things together in, in some of the ventures that we've done. So it's, yeah, it's really good to connect with you and, and find somebody on the other side of the world that uh, does some of the things that I do. Yeah, and that's, and people, my audience will be listening. If you haven't heard of Pete, then um, you're in for a treat today because, uh, like myself, uh, we both create resources that with sort of the idea to get kids moving and learning and engaged at once. And um, that's one of the reasons I sort of started my journey creating resources because I remember seeing a few of yours early days and I'm like, wow, they are really cool and colourful and engaging. So um, before we start, I'd just like to say thank you for sort of inspiring me as well, Pete. Well, thank you, Dale. I, I, I enjoy seeing your stuff out there as well. So nice, and, uh, mate, I know Dale. you, yeah. Now, you are based in the USA. Whereabouts? Um, I'm in the southern part um, in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So um, a town called Powder Springs. Perfect, mate. Nice. And, yeah. and is that's you recently retired, um, 30 I, years of amazing service. Um, have you always lived in Georgia? I haven't. No, I, I grew up in Canada. actually uh, spent all my um, younger years in Canada. I... Um, Went, went to college there, got my um, um, undergraduate degree in the uh, University of Ottawa and Queen's University. And, um, but I lived on a lake, Dale, and uh, it, you wouldn't think so in Canada. This would be in a cold country, but I was a, a competitive water skier up in Canada. Nice. And, um, yeah, and so, somehow I, I found my way down here. Um, I got tired of the, the competition thing and, and started doing it professionally a little bit and uh, met, met my wife down here in, in um the southern part of the United States, and she kind of kept me down here. So been here ever since. Nice. So water skiing, were you on the singles or barefooting? Were you barefooter? Yeah. I'm a barefooter, yep. That was one of the things I did a lot in the ski show and, and jumping and and, uh, and all kinds of stuff, all, all the stuff you would see in a ski show. So do you, do you get out much anymore, mate? Because 
I've tried barefooting once, and I reckon I had the biggest blood nose in my life. I'd never try it again. <laughs> You need to, you need to come here down and I'll I'll teach you how to barefoot. But uh, yeah, um, well, I still have a boat, so I just put it in the water actually last week. So um, we'll ski a little bit. I don't ski as much as I used to. Uh, it hurts a little too much at my age, uh, you know, the yeah. next day. But uh, I do some skiing. I pull my son a lot. He likes the whiteboard. Yeah, nice, nice. I, I think it, mate, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you haven't done it for a while and you get behind the boat, you find muscles that you didn't even know oh, yeah. existed. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so you are retired now, mate. Do you want yeah. to talk a little bit about your teaching journey, though, where you started and, um, yeah, you know, the last 30 years of your life, I suppose, mate. That's right, yeah. So um, I've been mostly in elementary. When I first started um, teaching, I was um, part high school, part elementary school, and I realized really fast that I'd rather uh, calm the kids down than try to motivate them. You know, in high school, you're always trying to motivate them because they don't want to do anything, but the elementary is... I like when they come in and they're excited and, and ready to go. So I've been elementary most of my career. So um, I've taught at seven schools, I guess, in my, in my 30 years, um, six of them being elementary schools. Um, I got to open two brand new schools, which was very exciting, um, one in my mid-career and one um, about eight years ago, the last school I was at. So um, I love teaching elementary, um, love the kids, love the excitement. Uh, we have giant schools down here in Georgia, so I would have as many as, at one school I had up to 120 kids at a time with another teacher. This wow. last school I was at, we'd have 40 to 60. So when I when I did have all those kids, uh, I learned real quick management skills. <laughs> you had to, classroom management skills. Are, um, uh, so that that's kind of the way that went. Um, about mid-career, I... I went to do something here in the United States. We call it national certification. I don't know if in uh, Australia you have something similar, but um, we have to be certified by our state here to actually teach. But national certification is a voluntary process, um, and, and it's, it's an expensive process to go through, and it's a hard process to go to, but it's a reflective process that tells you what you as a teacher really need to do better. And I, I found out I had a lot of things I had to do better. So that was kind of a pip That was a pivotal point about halfway through my career. It told me that I was doing a lot within my school, but really doing nothing outside the boundaries of my school. So at that point, I started um, uh, doing a website at my school, started um, doing some stuff with my state organization, actually working their website. Um, I started building templates and things and sharing those with teachers and sharing those on my website. And I don't know why. I'm one of those kind of guys that love to build templates. I like to build calendars and that, that kind of thing. So that's the thing I did back then. And I found out that people like those templates. I made them simple and easy to use so they could just type stuff in and they were uh, one-page templates. And then I started um, taking those templates and adding stuff to it and then putting them on my website and people were downloading those. So I found at that point that you know people like that kind of thing. They like simple things. This was before I started using um, any kind of animated pictures or anything to, to make it any, look any better. But um, So that was about mid-career. I started that kind of got me to the process I'm at now where I'm starting to develop and design different things. So, um, yeah, nice, mate. But, and I think, I think with your resources, you've got your own unique style and you've kept that consistent throughout. And one thing you did mention, it, it is very bubbly and friendly and colorful and engaging. Is that, is that something about your personality? I, I guess it is. Um, you know, I just, you know, working with those kind of kids every day, it's just, uh, I mean, you, that's, that's the, the thing you have to do. I mean, you can't, you, you have to have some kind of um, 
um, excitement when they come in. I mean, if they come in, you've got 80, 60 to 80 kids in front of you and you're dull and boring, um, you know, life's not going to be so great. So you have to, you have to be excited. You have to be bubbling. You have to, um, um, show enthusiasm. And I try to do that with any designs I do. I try to make anything that I do. I try to make it kid friendly and first, um, try to make it attractive because sometimes I'll have kids that I'll put something on the wall and, and they'll uh, they'll stare at it for you know minutes on end and, and um, so hopefully they're reading the messages behind there but they like to see those pictures um, <laughs> as well so but um, I also like I also like whatever I design to to be educational so so my goal is when anytime I make something especially uh, a design that or a, a visual that somebody's gonna look at is that it's kids are gonna like it but also teachers can use it for uh, educational benefits yeah and i think that's really important mate i think that's why your resources are so widely regarded because they are extremely easy to use the kids love them and they are very educational now my next question and i've never asked you this mate but you go as captain pete um the pirate where where did this come from well when i when i first started um and i, and I went to i, I after I started building some things and giving it away, I, I thought, you know, I'll try my luck on Teachers Pay Teachers. It was just coming up at that time. There wasn't very much um, content at all from physical education teachers, and I really didn't want to use my picture, um, my, my face. And at that time, our school, we were the pirates, and I had I had an icon from um, that we used for my physical education department. So I just threw that up there. I didn't want to be Pirate Pete, so somehow I, I stumbled upon uh, Captain Pete. And, um, you know, that, that first year or two, I really didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like it, but I've kind of grown to like it as I've uh, gone on and, uh, try to use it, um, you know, to benefit, you know, what, what I'm doing with, with stuff. But, um, so, so it was kind of an accident that it started that way and it's built into something that, um, uh, that, uh, you know, I've grown to really like so. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I think people really, when they hear that name, they know who you are and they know your resources. So... Um, I think it's paid off really well, mate. And I think it's pretty cool. I like uh, your logo well, and you. everything you've gone with. Um, now, one other question I like to ask uh, my uh, fantastic guest is, who has inspired you? So, um, I suppose, who inspired you to start teaching at the start and, and create these resources and just have such enthusiasm for education? Well, I've had a couple. Um, when I went to school at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, um, uh, our professor... His name was Wally Miller. He was, um, he taught Mostyn's uh, spectrum teaching style. I don't know if you were trained in any of that when you were um, training in, in physical education, but he was very, very good, and uh, he taught me a lot. And um, I, I still use that stuff now. I didn't understand it back then, but now that I've taught as many years, I, I, I use it a lot. So he was a huge inspiration. Also, um, I'm, I'm sure you know Artie Kamaya. Yes. Artie Kamiya, because um, uh, you've been to the um, his PE Institute, have, haven't you, Dale, or no, have you I, not? I no, you haven't. No, I haven't, but I, uh, I've followed for plenty of years on online, like yourself, and I know, know he's worked very well. And one of the reasons he was a, a big inspiration is when I first started teaching, there wasn't a lot of uh, easy-to-use resources, right? Most of it was textbooks, and um, you know, back 30 years ago, there just wasn't a lot of easy-to-use stuff. And he had a book or two that was just... You know, you open it up, you look at an activity, it has some nice little pictures with it. And I, it was something I could, I'm a, I'm a simple man, so <laughs> I like simple things. And they were easy to modify, right? So I, the, whatever the activity was, I, I could take it and, and make it my own. So um, he was a big inspiration at that time. And I've tried to keep that philosophy. Let's, let's keep it simple, um, easy for somebody to take whatever 
activity I have and, and modify it to work for them. I think, so, uh, um, I think and as teachers, that's what we want. We don't want a big complex resource that we don't really understand and we want to be able to put our own personal spin on it as well. So by giving the idea and the resource and then going, right, now you can make it your own, you can Dalerize it or Peterize or whatever, whatever you're going to do, I think teachers really like that. Now, if I was somebody who'd never heard of Captain Pete, and I'm sure some of my audience won't, and that's why I wanted you on here because they need to know who you are, what are... Three resources. So if I was going to go to your website or check out on Teachers Pay Teachers, what would be three of ones that like you go, bang, they are my favorite. I've got a real passion for them and they'll blow your mind. Well, um, th- this this past year, um, my wife came home from the beach with these little uh, round things that spin, spin around, spin around, which I know <laughs> everybody knows now. It's the fidget spinners, right? So yep. when, they, when they first came here, she gave me one and I said... Uh, you know, what am I going to do with this? He said, I don't know, bring it in. Maybe your kids will like it. Well, it turns out all the kids brought them back from the beach that year and they all had them and the school had to ban them because, you know, there were fidget spinners everywhere in everybody's pockets and they were driving teachers crazy. Right. So, <laughs> um, I saw, um, online, uh, a classroom teacher had made a pie graph with, um, and she used a fidget spinner and wherever it landed, they were predicting probably uh, probability where it would land. So it was, and I saw that pie graph and said, you know what? I could throw some exercises in there. And uh, so I came up with my uh, fidget spinner uh, fitness, and uh, kids absolutely love it because, you know, they get to use fidget spinners in school, and they actually can do it. So um, it's, it's awesome because you can use it for uh, fitness. You can use it for manipulative skills. You can use it for pretty well anything because the great thing about the fidget spinners, wherever it lands, is an indicator of what's going to happen. And it also – then they spin it again, and it's a timer. So it does two things. And um, so those boards are colorful, and uh, teachers seem to like it. And um, all over the nation, actually all over the world. So that's one of the ones I, I'm, I'm particularly proud of. Um, I've got one that, that my favorite activity uh, is, is, and I, it's not one that, that I came up with the idea, but it's tic-tac-toe fitness. And I'm, you may have a variation yep. of this, but I've made do, some yep. tic-tac-toe boards. And um, the kids just, I mean, they love it. And it's just one of those activities I can walk around and they're so engaged and they're, they're moving, they're exercising. Um, Again, they, it can be used for fitness. It can be used for any PE skills. Um, but they, they are engaged because there's, you know, a couple things going on. And they're working together. You know, they're working in small groups. So they're actually talking to each other, which kids don't do as much now, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's one of those, those fun kind of things. They don't. And I've got a, uh, another activity, which you may have a variation of, too. Is, uh, I just call it um, uh, uh, Scrabble Scramble. Yep. So, uh, so I have Scrabble. Uh, just the Scrabble letters and kids are, are working together to build words. And it's so good because you can find out what words they're working on in the classroom. You can, you know, use PE words. You can have them make sentences. Um, one time the kids made the sentence that, uh, we love coach Charette. So I gave them like triple points. So now every time we do it though, they always want to do, you know, get the triple points. So <laughs> we had to put a stop to that. So, but anyways, um, but it's good because you know, they're, they're working on some cross curricular, things and they're also moving and they're also working together as a team so that's one of one of my favorite activities as well i think yeah, that that exactly what you just mentioned there that the, the cross curricular where not only are they learning they're moving and they're working together as a team it's such an amazing way to go and and not only do we do this in pe but this is i think classroom teachers can really take this philosophy as well you know that kids don't need to be sitting down to learn you know they often learn better through a game working as a team and when you can increase movement because let's face it students these days 
they don't move enough. So if you're going to get a game like your Scrabble Fitness, that I reckon classroom teachers would love that. Did did you ever give those to the classroom teachers? Oh yeah, I did. And and you know, there's there's a couple types of teachers and the type, <laughs> the types of teachers that like movement, they use it, and the ones that don't don't. But yes, I I, I always give it away too. Well, anything I have, I give to the teachers in my school. Or, are close and they have used it. Now I've seen them at recess use it, so Perfect. which is awesome. I love yeah. that. Now um, I get asked this quite a lot, and and when I was teaching, um, people go, "Where do you find the time to create all these resources?" You know, as teachers, we're so busy and things like that. And my answer was always, I, I, I wasn't finding time because it was actually something I was really passionate about. I actually love doing it. So for you, you've created over five hundred resources now in the last six years. How how did you find the time while you're teaching full time? Well, I'm I'm like you. I I love the creative process. I mean, that to me that just that gets my adrenaline going. So I love to take a blank piece of paper and make something out of it. I mean, it just it, I guess it's like an artist creating it as um, you know, a, a portrait or whatever whatever. I love to take a blank piece of paper and make something out of it. But um finding the time, I used to coach. I used to coach high school sports after school and and um so I'd leave my elementary school and coach from you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes till 10 or 11 at night. So when I started this, I said to myself, I want to spend the same amount of time I did coaching and coaching really didn't pay very much. Um, so I said, I'm going, I'm going to give this a try. I'm just going to spend the time that I would do coaching. And um, it seemed to work out for me. So I've done that consistently. I don't watch a lot of TV at night. I, I you know, hang out with my family for a bit. And then I usually go to work at night, but now I'm retired. So I can kind of do it sporadically through that the day. So. I like that, and so it really comes down to time management and using that time wisely, whereas if you're sitting watching two, three hours of TV a night, um, that's wasted time, I see. And I know some people need it to wind down, but um, how rewarding is it when you have teachers all over the world using your resources? Yeah, well, it's awesome. I love to um, – that's why I like Twitter. So, so when I, I see a Twitter video, the first thing I always look for is to see if I see anything of mine on the walls. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to see, is, is that teacher using it? So a lot of times I, I do see something of mine up there. I see, and there's a lot of guys like me out there that are, are building some visuals now. So it's just neat to see because um, that's one of the things that, you know, about four or five years ago when I started making visuals, I looked on my wall. There wasn't hardly anything there. I had a few posters and then I started looking online for for stuff, and there really wasn't anything there built for elementary kids. So um, that's you know I went to work to try to make some things happen. And and that you did now with those resources. Um, when I first started creating my resource, I used a program called Comic Life, and I'm sure other teachers can relate to this. And um, now I have a graphic designer, but um, how did how you, you've got your own unique style and um, with your animations and things like that? What programs have you used over the years to come up with the content you've created Pete yeah it's I use one program and one program only Dale and I only use PowerPoint PowerPoint uh, which yeah I just use PowerPoint I just it's so uh to me it just works I know the program so well now that um I know where everything's at so and I've got so many templates built if I want something I know in my mind I've already got something similar I bring it up I modify it to what I need but um but yeah because because really PowerPoint is just I don't I don't think of it as a you know, the typical person would use it as a present, something to make presentations. I think of it as a canvas to do what I have to do on it. It's just e- easy to manipulate images on there. And, and I, I've, I've purchased all kinds of um, um, artwork and I've purchased all kinds of font and backgrounds and everything it takes to build what I need to build. 
Wow. So it's go. all there. There you go. Yeah. I've heard of people using like Adobe and um, Comic Life and Pages and other things like that, but never PowerPoint. That I might have yeah. to check that one out, mate. I'm, uh, yeah. I've, I've never thought of anything besides making slides with that. So that's, that's it's amazing what some of these programs have that you just have no idea about. Right, so I can take a um, PowerPoint very easily, which you, I'm sure you can do on your program, and, and I can make PDFs, I can make JPEGs out of everything I do in one simple step. So it's, um, it just makes it easier, and, and you know I can build things and then have part of it embedded into the PowerPoint where um, you know the images can't be taken, and I can, you know I can I can manipulate a lot with PowerPoint. And I, I, I like you at first, it's like why would I want to use PowerPoint? Some other teacher pay teachers told me that's that's the way to go, and it seems to work. So Well, and, and if it works for you and you figured it out, mate, I'd, I'd keep doing it because your resources are awesome. Now, if I was a teacher and uh, – well, I am a teacher, but if I was a teacher and I yeah. wanted to start creating resources, um, what advice would you have for them and, and where would you start? Well, I, I would use – I mean, I was – well, I suggest Comic Life for people because I think that's a simple program. Uh, I think you're limited with Comic Life and what you can do, and and a lot of them look very similar to they, me. They I, all I, I look can... the same. I sorry to yeah. cut you off. They all look the same. So you, I do agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. So I can always tell a Comic Life as soon as I see it. Uh, with a PowerPoint, I nobody knows. You know, you can just disguise it so much. I mean, there's so many variations you can use. So I would tell them that they would probably first. You tell me, no, I don't want to use PowerPoint. Well, but uh, that's that's what I would tell them. Um, I would tell them to look for uh, look for something out there, like look for an, um, a, a niche that hasn't been filled yet. And I've had a few people ask me about this. So I said, just try to try to be unique in what you do. Um, look for, get online and find out what people are looking for. That's A lot of times I'll just go out there and just kind of, I don't build things for myself anymore. I just kind of look and find what are people needing right now? And I try to uh, accommodate that. So uh, if I was talking to someone new, I would I would I'd tell them that you know find out what people need and, and try to fill that that void. Yeah, that, that's 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 very good advice, I suppose. And um, the advice I tell people is find something you're passionate about and then oh, yeah. just create that. Because if you're passionate about it, people will see that and it'll reflect in your work. Whereas if you're trying to just make it for you're trying to make money out of it or something like that, then people will see through that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct with that. Now sure. you're you're a big uh, you're a big fan of instant movement activities and just getting the kids going straight away. And um, I love icebreakers and team building games and instant movement activities. If I was to say to you, Pete, you've got one lesson you can teach one instant movement activity. What would that be, mate? Well, this is a simple one. A lot of people do it, but to me, the the best. Um, Instant activity is just a four-corner activity, and I, and I do it with locomotor movement and and whatever. Each corner represents something. So if I'm working on a certain component of fitness like um, uh, muscular endurance, I would have a muscular endurance activity for them to do. And I, usually, I always use a visual, so I have a visual for um, whatever they're doing there. And then I have a visual for what locomotor movement they're moving to the next corner. Um, it's just an easy thing. They walk in the door. They see the first sign. They they get right to it. They don't have to ask me any questions. Um, they just they get, it's a simple, simple thing to do. So, um, so a four corner activity, which is again, not my idea. Everybody in the world does it, but, um, it's a great instant activity. I mean, it, you can't beat it for sure. And I also do some, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Mate. I'm sorry. I also have, um, what I call power shuttle where kids come in, they find a spot marker and they're working their way back and forth, um, from one end of the, from across the gym, across court, um, 
with the middle line, I always have a middle line representing a, a movement or exercise as well. So they're moving back and forth. There's, um, I usually have them in groups of three. So um, they move across, tag the hand of somebody. They come back, do something in the middle, tag the hand of the person on one side. I'm working back and forth. It's just simple, simple, easy thing to do that uh, is very effective for and internet I, I, I think they're great as well, mate, because there's no really explanation. The kids are just straight into it. So as far as wasting time explaining things they're straight into it they're moving they're learning it's it's a really powerful way to get your lesson off on the right foot yeah instant activities are good for uh when you have multiple classes coming in we would always have two or three classes coming in so i know it's hard for you to believe dale but some teachers are late (laughs) (laughs) late bringing them and sometimes late picking them up right i know it's hard for you to believe (laughs) but um that at least gives the, the class that comes in some movement they're not sitting there looking at you you know, they, they can go ahead and move. And then when the other group gets in, we can, you know, get everybody together and, and talk about what we're going to do that day. And if you've got 120 kids, mate, and one class is five minutes late, you can't have 80 kids sitting there doing nothing because they're on time, but another teacher's late. So in some movement activities, and for teachers out there that do have big groups, I, I've never taught such large classes. But yeah, um, <laughs> is, is that a common practice in the U.S.? Well, that, that was a special school when I had that many. It's more typical what I had when I left in the last eight years. I had um, 40 to 60, so two, two classes of 20 to 30 kids. So, But I had a big gym. It's 100 feet by 70 feet, which is a big elementary gym. Um, so, But, you know, to me, two classes was okay because I had activities to, to, to work with them, and I had enough equipment. If you didn't have enough equipment, it would be a difficult thing. Yeah. Um, now, you, you've recently come back from the big shape uh, America Conference, which um, I've heard amazing things about, and um, I know a few Australians that have come over and just said how insane it is. Um, what was your experience like, mate? Wow, it was it was fantastic. It was the first um, national convention I've ever been to. I've, I've, I've been to several of my state conventions. Um, it's hard for us as teachers here. I don't know in Australia, but it's hard for us to get professional development time to go anywhere. I mean, we we're, we're limited. Um, how many? How much? We can take every year, so I'd always stay in my state and do something a couple times a year. Um, this is the first time I could get to a national because I had just retired, but it was unbelievable. There's 4,000 people um, wow. at this convention. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's huge, and, and the great thing is I got to connect with people um, that I've talked to online for many, many years, so it was, you know, like a big homecoming. <laughs> so it was it was neat to do that, and it, it was really a, it's, it was a pivotal point for me because I had just retired. And I, I really didn't know what direction I was going to go. And we talked about this before um, um, the interview. You know, you were at a point where you, you weren't sure where you're going to take things. So this was kind of like uh, I did a presentation. I had a lot of people there and I had a great response. And um, people liked some of the activities and things that I did. So it made me feel like, you know what, maybe I can go out and do this a little bit more uh, to present to other people. So um, it was a pivotal point. I, I didn't know if I was going to do that or do a little you know, do some publishing or uh, write a book or, or whatever. But I think I like the interaction with uh, with people and actually bringing the uh, activities and visuals to them so I can talk to them about it. Yeah, and I, I think that's what made me, uh, you know, take the leap and, and present full time. And 
is that we create these amazing resources, but there's nothing as powerful as actually teaching the resources to teachers and then uh, seeing how powerful that is for them to then go and do that. Now, um, one of the things we've been chatting a little bit about, Pete, is that the potential of maybe running some uh, US workshops together. So uh, listeners out there, stay tuned. Uh, We're going to uh, put a few things into place and hopefully we can make that happen, mate. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, you 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 asked me that a a few days ago and... uh... I ran over to my wife and said, wow, Dale Sidebottom wants to come over to the U.S. and do some workshops, and I, I get to join them. That, that's awesome. So, oh, I can't wait. I think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I do too, mate. And, and like teachers out there, that I'm always looking to connect with other superstars because that's the way I learn as well. So um, for people listening out there, if you are in the U.S. and uh, you think that you'd like, wow, that sounds really cool, get in contact with Peter and myself and um, – you know, we're looking for host venues and things like that, and we're uh, starting to brainstorm. So that is something that will be coming soon, which we're really excited about. Now, Pete, if I was a listener today and I'm like, wow, this bloke is amazing. I want to check out his resources. Where where could I find out more about Captain Pete's resources? Well, I just uh, launched a website, uh, CaptainPete'sPowerPE.com. Um, all low caps, Captain Pete's Power, PowerPE.com. It's C-A-P-N, not Captain, but Captain. Um uh, so it's CaptainPetesPowerP.com. It's the website. Um, I also I I have a lot of content on that website right now. I've uh, worked hard on that uh, a couple months back. I also have um, a portal on there that that looks out at uh, other people. So that it's a great place to go if you want to find out free resources from um, all the great physical educators that are out there in the in the in the world right now. Um, I've got some of my uh, my stuff on there that links to my store, which is a teacher pay teacher store. Um, if so, if you want to uh, purchase any of the activities or visuals, um, you can purchase, you can link to there and purchase them on teacher pay teachers. And again, that is Captain Pete's power P as well at teacher pay teachers. Um, uh, for the Australia and, and um, UK uh, TES, I have some, um, I have many of my products on TES as well. Um, so those are the main places you can find my stuff. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have a link to your website on the show notes as well, to your Twitter handle, Captain Pete PE, because uh, you are always full of great content on there. And if people are listening today and you, you really liked, um, you know, Pete's enthusiasm and everything we spoke about, then please reach out to him on Twitter and um, just explain, you know, how much you've enjoyed hearing his journey and um, also that can't wait to sort of hear the next part of where you're going, mate, because it is really exciting. You know, you're still... You're still quite young, mate, and you've got uh, a little bit of a spark in the step, buddy. Well, yeah, I'm not as young as you, Dale, but <laughs> um, but I guess I guess as a retired person, I I consider myself pretty young. So um, um, so I, I retired a couple of months ago, and now I've, I've I've had the time to go do the things I want to do, like work out, and I'm learning to dance. Uh, uh, do some ballroom dancing with my wife. I've done some uh, cardio, kickboxing. So. I've got myself in a little bit better shape the last few months. So I'm ready to go when you uh, when you get here um, at the start of next school year, so we can get out and do some workshops with these people all Mate, across the United States. I think that would be awesome, and uh, yeah, maybe you can show me get up on uh, on a single or the barefoot out in the lake, mate. I think that would be a uh, really good challenge. Hey, the boat's ready for you, Dale. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Pete. Well, thank you very much for your time today, mate. Really, really appreciate your generosity. All right. Well, thank you, Dale. Thanks for um, hosting me.